Whoa, oh, we are back for the 35th episode of the Home Mat Advantage Wrestling Podcast. My name is Jude Swisher. That's Sam Herring. And uh, and we're here to do some uh, some preview talk of some uh, some wrestling events coming up here very shortly. Sam, how are you doing today, buddy? I'm good. I'm I'm yeah? good. I'm uh maybe stressing a little too much over the election than I should be, but um trying to stay a little as as distracted as I can from it. Yeah. So we're recording this the day after uh election day and the the presidential candidate is still undecided and Sam is making me worry a lot more than I ever have in my entire life about politics. I seem to be kind of good at that, don't I? Yeah, thanks, Sam. You're really, <laughs> I really appreciate it, buddy. Um, but I mean, some other cool news. I have a new studio. I have sound panels and a cool picture behind me. So if you want to check that out, you should probably watch this on YouTube, uh, which you can find us there at HMA Wrestling. Um, or it might be Home Out of Pain Address. I don't Same know. thing. Tomato, Same. tomato. Don't matter. Uh, we also have, you know, our social medias, uh, let's see, Twitter, Instagram, at HMA Wrestling. Facebook is Home at Advantage Wrestling, I think is probably mm-hmm. our page. Like us on Facebook, as the kids say. Um, and send we us emails. A, we, Jude, we made another good post. Um, Did we? I, I literally, it, it just sends me a notification every once in a while. Like, you haven't posted in a while, blah, blah, blah. You should do it to get your fans as well. Like, okay. So I go through, like, my album of the, like, the wrestlers that I have. Um, uh what happened to my camera? Anyway, I go through my album that I have on my phone of all the wrestling pictures that I've used in the past that I've organized into an album. And I just, like, find two guys that would make a good matchup. I came across Spencer Lee and Anthony Robles because I remember that from the summer. Oh, man. And I posted awesome. it, and I got about 35,000 views in less than a day. And it's doing well. Was it me who – I picked Anthony Robles, didn't I? I think you did. We had Matt McDonough on. That was awesome. And who – who did Matt pick? I don't think Matt picked anybody. Um, I think Matt said Spencer would win. Maybe. I don't know if he said that. Uh, but Okay, we can go back and look. Yeah, we, we'll figure it out. All right, but today we have a cool little show, and we're going to just recap some of the, uh, the big matches from last weekend. We're going to lead into the new upcoming events and, and do a little – predicting and and whatnot and then i don't know we probably should have asked for questions sam probably we never remember to do that the worst all right well in the meantime let's start off with our recap of the flow wrestling eight man challenge um this was you know it was a hundred and uh this was 86 kilogram so that's whatever 190 some pounds um, and the whole thing was like, if you win, you're getting twenty thousand dollars. And like, so these guys are coming in and they are like dialed in. So, um, it was a hundred ninety-five pound bracket. Yeah, yeah, hundred ninety-five pounds. So, our competitors were Shakur Rashid, Keith Gavin, Taylor Luhan, Gabe Dean, Nate Jackson, Sammy Brooks, Miles Martin, Drew Foster. And I don't know about you, Sam, but the story of this is, well, the first one is probably Miles Martin, and how good he looked. He looked extremely good. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the second one is Taylor Lujan with not one, but two upsets over uh, national champions. <laughs> Gabe, he steps over Gabe Dean uh, and pins him. 
uh, in the very first match, which was the craziest upset. Like, we're like, oh, my gosh. And then – Panther uh, Wrestling Club crew neck on in, in honor of my man Taylor Lujan. Nice. Good for you, buddy. Yeah. Um, and then uh, and then he gets the upset again over uh, Keith Gavin, who, uh, who came out of retirement um, just for, you know, this cool event. Is Keith – planning on competing anymore after this or is, is this uh likely thing? not unless there's money involved if i were to imagine mm, okay go, um, go ahead imagine good. sam he looked good he did look good he looked solid um and i think that was pr- a pretty hard uh it's pretty difficult to do to come right back out of, out of retirement yeah. like that um so the first uh you know, the first eight man challenge, Sam, did you have any thoughts going into this? Like, how did you expect it to turn out? Who did you pick? Um, okay. So, um, I picked Gabe Dean to win. Um, I thought for sure it would not really be much of a, um, I, I thought he had a great side of the bracket. He didn't, I didn't think he would have problems getting to the finals. Um, and I actually thought he would wrestle Sammy Brooks in the finals. Um, but I was kind of banking on Sammy Brooks being at his best. So this is how I saw it going. I picked Gavin to beat Rashid, Dean to beat um, Lujan, and then I had Brooks beating Jackson, Martin beating Foster, then Dean beating Gavin in the final in the semis, and then Brooks beating Martin in the semis. So I, I did not do well. Brooks Brooks over Martin. Brooks over Martin because he has teched him last time they wrestled. Hmm. Um, and I when just was thought, that? when was the last time they wrestled? It was last year. It was one of those freestyle tournaments on the scene, one of either like um, the Feral or Senior Nationals or something in the last year. Probably was the Feral because he, because Miles took second at Senior Nationals to the Heat. Jeez, uh, I'm just thinking back. That was. That was I'll look crazy. it up. Yeah, yeah. I also had Dean winning um, over Miles Martin in the finals, uh, which, you know. This Taylor Lujan really threw a wrench in that, but um, so that was always that was pretty entertaining, uh, and then we got some clues into the next flow card, um, who they're gonna have. It's the the Zahid versus Burroughs flow card on November fourteenth. Um, yeah, so that's that's the headline. It's Jordan Burroughs versus Zahid Valencia, uh, and then the undercard looks a little something like. Anthony Echemendia, Evan Henderson, Kyvan Gadsden versus Colin Moore, um, and uh, Louis versus Reagan. So this is going to be a pretty exciting night. Um, Sam, do you want to start with the, the undercard, or do you want to go straight to the main event? Come on. we got to do it in podcast fashion, undercard first. All right, undercard first. Go ahead, Sam. Take it away. So we'll start with uh, Louis and Reagan. Obviously, the favorite coming into this match is Allie Reagan. <laughs> two-time world silver medalist. What is she, like a nine-time um, world team member? I think if you We can... have interviewed her before. <laughs> I think if you so can carry... there's a little plug. I think if you can count them on two hands, it doesn't really matter how many times anymore. Right. <laughs> what, if you, what, if you, what if we're talking world medals and you can't? And his name is Bruce Baumgartner. Yeah. What do you do about, what do you do about that? Uh, you have to get more fingers. I think you got to use your toes, man. Take off them socks. <laughs> let the let the piggies you hang out, so? dude. Yeah. Uh, 
but yeah, no, it's Allie Rigg. Sam, did you see that uh, that video that Flo posted the other day on their Instagram for hitting that sick double leg? Jeez. Mm-mm. Let me pull it what up. Was I that? just want to watch it. It's on Flo's Insta. Um, okay. Well, we'll pull it up. It is. Who who'd you say it was? It was Reagan. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll find it. Let's see. Sam Herring sent it right to you. All right. Perfect. But yeah, I mean, Allie is an extremely uh, decorated athlete, and uh, and so I'm picking her to win this match. Sam Herring. What's that? Who are you you taking here? You t- taking Allie Reagan? I'm taking Allie for sure. Um, Lauren is is really really good. She's got a lot of age on Allie. She's 30, and um, you know she's had her. What was that? What was that? Nothing, look? Sam. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's uh, the way you said a lot of age kind of reminded a me. A lot like, of age. Look, I'm not speaking very well today. You're like, me. oh, she's old. She's 30. She's old. <laughs> They've trained a lot together. Um, both were were at the Hawkeye Wrestling Club. I think Lauren's still there. Um, but Allie's obviously with Mark Perry at the uh, the Sunkist Club in Arizona. Um, but yeah, um, I've nice. I've got Allie here. Awesome. Well, our next. I'm just card- gonna tease real quick. If you wait, you've got to make a prediction. You got to talk about it a little bit, and then I'll then I'll tease something. For the the, the next uh, our next uh event or our, excuse me, our next match or for this match. No, something HMA. Oh, you got to talk about this match right here, Allie. Who, who'd you pick? Did you already? Oh, do I this picked Allie. I, yeah. Am I having a? Yeah. No, okay. you weren't paying attention. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's me. Okay, I apologize. Um. <clears throat> well, um, I don't know. It really didn't. It didn't really catch much attention, but we did post um, U.S. senior men's like on this level rankings um, for top ten guys at every weight. We did it with Seth Gross and Jack Mueller, um, and so. Do you think it was weird for them to rank themselves? No, I don't think it really is. Honestly, I think it helps because they understand it a lot more, and especially like rankings. Predictions are harder. Um, but rankings just go off, off facts. And so, like, if I lost to this guy, then I know I lost to this guy. And if I beat him, then I beat him. Um, so, I think it – I don't think it's very hard. Mm. I Like, if I had to rank my weight, I would not struggle. Mm. That's interesting because I pay zero attention to the rankings. Um, so, I have no idea uh, about any of that. So I'm well, glad that you... once I get into high school, I think it would be harder. Yeah, but there's so many tournaments and stuff all um, the time. But, but for the senior level, you got five, five to ten tournaments a year, and those are very highly um, recorded, and you can get the results really easily and understand right. it. And they probably watch video and such. So. Yeah. Well, so yeah, we have that. And another anyway, quick little plug: we're we're, yeah, we're coming out with uh, we're coming out with new rankings soon, and uh, we'll have women's rankings on that. Awesome. New rankings. Check that out at HMAWrestling.com. Also at HMAWrestling.com slash shop. Uh, we have merchandise. You guys hate it. Uh, so we got to plug it even more so you guys can hate us talking about it. You know what? The quickest way to get us to shut up about talking about merch is to buy all the merch. Then we have nothing to plug. So uh, go check that out. HMAWrestling.com slash shop. Uh, and, and that's the easiest way to support us, guys. So uh, on to the next match. It's Kyle, Colin Moore versus Kevin Gatson. We actually saw this, uh, like last month. Um, 
and it was a dominant victory from Colin Moore, who had he had a pretty uh, dang tough route here at Senior Nationals. So obviously there's Kyle Snyder in the bracket, and he's pretty good. Uh, but you know, Colin goes through Traxler, then Ty Walls, which he beats on criteria, then Hayden Zilmer, we beats by one point, and now he's in the fight. He's in the finals against Gadsden, and he. Uh, beat him 12 to five um, looked extremely dominant there uh, mm-hmm. Gadsden had a, a, a relatively easier path um, after defeating Nino Bonacorsi five to two because Nino's awesome uh, he, he got a, a pin over Eric Schultz um, he was leading on uh, on Kyle Snyder before Kyle uh, injury defaulted due to some complications with his ankle uh, and then made the finals where he was felled by Colin Moore. That was an appropriate use of the word felled, I think. So Good work. Um, Homeschool smarts. Yeah, there we go. Uh, lumberjack smarts, man. If you fell a tree. <laughs> oh, geez. boy. So We're going there. Since we, yeah, since, so, since we just saw this match, I think the safe pick here is going to be Colin Moore, um, who looks extremely good. Also, He's probably a lot taller than Gadsden, right? Just like eyeballing Yeah, for sure. Gadsden's pretty short. And Moore's pretty tall. Sometimes the college profiles have their height on there. Let's look it up. Mm. If my typing isn't too loud. Yeah, your typing is horrendous, Sam Harry. Okay, I'll mute myself when I type. I apologize. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, no so height. I'm picking... no... no height, nothing? I'm picking Colin Moore. No height for Colin. It doesn't even go, matter I'm how go tall he is. It. I'm picking Colin Moore uh, for recency bias and because um, I think he matches up pretty good against Kyvin Gads. Yeah. Um, well, I'm going just along with that. Uh, Colin's been looking really, really, really good um, in the last year. Every Everywhere he's wrestled, he's had some really good success, and he's really up and down. Um, ben Askren shed some light on it a lot, but um, he he really is not super consistent, and I think he's been working on that. Um, I, I don't think he peaks very well for multiple things. I, I think it bleeds off from his college season, which a lot of guys struggle from. Like as soon as they graduate, they're not used to like dropping off that constant. At like every weekend, you're wrestling a Big Ten schedule, um, and that's going to hurt you with consistency. Um, but now that he's trying full-time freestyle, he's starting to adjust to that schedule. I think he's just going to get better. Well said, Sam. Uh, he, had a, he was a little more consistent in his senior year, right? He was. Obviously, um, there was But no then when he wrestled title. freestyle, he didn't really hold up that consistency. Like, mm-hmm. he'd wrestle really well in a tournament and not do well in the other. Or he didn't have good consistency in that tournament, which might shed light on um, uh, a bad weight cut. Um, or even mental issues. Or mental issues. Yeah, anything like that. Sleep, I don't know. Hmm. All right, well, Sam, who are you picking here in this match? Colin Moore? Yeah. Awesome. All right, on to our next match. This is quite possibly the one I'm – yeah, I'll say it. I'm the most excited for it because we have mm-hmm. the veteran, Evan Henderson, versus the rookie, Anthony Echemendia. Uh The Echemendia story kind of goes something like this. He uh, escaped from Cuba. He came to the United States. He competed in. Uh, he competed at Fargo. Uh, he won Fargo actually over uh, 
rep my, my good buddy Ed Scott. But um, love it. Yeah. And then he go went and then at senior nationals, I think um, someone they they didn't let him wrestle after he made I believe like the quarters. Um, yeah. And this was in 2019, and so uh, he had to forfeit out of the tournament, and no, we haven't seen him since. Um, uh, we haven't seen him since who's number one, where he tagged Josh Saunders, who is a senior national All-American. So what I'm trying to say is that Anthony Echemendia is an enigma. Who is he? What like what is he going to do? Especially he's going against a guy like Henderson, who has been looking extremely good in the past year. So after uh, a really good feral where he ended up beating Joey McKenna, uh, you know, then just recently made the finals of senior nationals. He beats Jaden Ironman. He's, he's on fire. Um, he also has a little bit more of a consistent training situation going on. Now he's at the Spartan wrestling club, which is with Cornell and he's getting good partners and he's getting better and better and better. So Evan Henderson is by all means the veteran here. Um, I, I don't even know if I can make a pick here because I don't know enough about Echemendia to, to know how he's going to fare against a guy like Henderson. Okay, well, I will go ahead and make it easier for you. I'm going to go ahead and make my pick. And, um, you know, nothing against either guy, but I think it's pretty clear. I'm going with um, Echemendia and not looking back. Um, Why? I love, I love Evan Henderson, um, but just some Evan losses Henderson that he's taken. Joey McKenna. Yep. Joey yep. McKenna beat Yanni, dog. Mm-hmm. That come on. We'll McKenna is, um, is Evan Henderson lost to Andrew Alirez, uh, which is which is a tough loss for him. He he's had some up and downs, and I I love him. I think he can be really successful. Um, but I am very high on Anthony Etchemendia. I haven't seen him struggle with anybody, um, and he's wrestled. He's been only getting better. He's wrestling with Sasso and um, <coughs> Jay Jaggers and the. Ohio State wrestling room and having a lot of attention on him. Logan Steber, um, and I really think he's in a great position to just get better. Also, not to mention it's in freestyle where he's at his absolute best. And so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Etchemendia. And I assume you're going with Henderson because you argued against it. Well, it's not that I'm, I don't think Etchemendia can win. It's just the, it's the contrary, actually. I just don't. No, like we don't right. have enough evidence that Echemendia can beat a guy like Henderson. Like Echemendia's best win is Josh Saunders here, right? Um, mm-hmm. you know, who's really, really good, but you know Saunders isn't the kind of guy who's on top of the uh, the podium yet, right? He's not a national team member yet. Right. Um, geez, I think I'm just repeating all the things that. Christian Pyle said on Flow Wrestling, <laughs> but um, yeah. I no, I I think that that's what our podcast started out as. It's just as, you listen to FRL, we're gonna repeat everything I said. We're just gonna repeat everything. Um, but yeah, I can't pick because I don't know enough. Uh, I'd like to wow like to go with Henderson. Just make a guy. pick, man. Dog, I can't move on to the next match. No, Stay we're not moving on. Make a pick, Evan Henderson. Okay. Because I have evidence he can win, and Echemendia, I don't have the evidence. So, but right. on to the card, dude. The card, it's Burroughs versus Zahid. And if you had told me, like, I don't know, a year ago that this was going to be the headline of a 
of a paid match, I would have been very confused because Burroughs is a 74-pounder and Zahid is an 86-pounder. Um, so, but Wait, what Burroughs makes it different now that you would you would not be confused? Well, uh, I'm pretty sure that Burroughs is big. Like, uh, I, I've talked to some people, and, and um, the word on the street is that he gets up, like, heavy. Like one I'm sure he does, yeah. Um, which is kind of crazy to me because, like, how do you maintain your weight – well, I'm, I assume it's because for day of the Olympics is. got the Olympics got canceled, so he let himself get like he started to focus on getting a little bigger because he had that time um, to and, shrink his body again. Like, right? He had he had plenty of time before next Olympic cycle. Um, That's a good point. And you know, if if things play out right, and if this weight is really good for him kind of the transition that David Taylor had. Don't be surprised if he really likes this weight. And, you know, Burroughs would be a really good guy, I feel like, to get even bigger and more powerful and stronger. Mm. Um, so I wonder while if... While maintaining his speed? Because that's one of his right. assets, right? He, you know, he has these But really did David Taylor assets. lose it? David Taylor wasn't always, like, the speedy wrestler. He was more, like, hands-on you grind you down for sure but like but does david taylor have less speed now that he's at 86 than he did at 74 not necessarily i think if burroughs does this weight gain right if if he wants to obviously there's there's nothing saying that he will um but he i don't think he'll he'll have to lose his speed if he does this right Hmm. Hmm. now okay sam what do you think the odds are that he goes up to whatever the odds are how well he does against Zahid and how well he does against DT if he wrestles him. Right, that's what I was gonna. That's what I was gonna guess. And I mean, I think probably after that we should talk about Burroughs versus Zahid. But for this match in particular, I think, I think Zahid. I don't think Zahid can compete with Burroughs. I think Burroughs is taking the smart match, and I think that Burroughs knows that he can beat Zahid because that's all about Burrow, you know, Jordan's brand is like, you know, nobody wants to see the King lose, right? He's not going right. to take a match. He's going to know, he knows he's not going to win. You know, yeah. he's not taking and the match if he doesn't think they've he has trained. a shot. They've trained oh, of together. Course they've plenty. Trained. Of course they've, they've trained. trained together. Plenty. So, they know. Yeah. So I think um, like just kind of understanding Jordan's <laughs> psychology and like, you know, knowing that he's not going to take a match if he doesn't think he has a, uh, a good shot of winning um it makes me think that you know uh zahid's chances aren't as uh great as it might appear um mm-hmm. first of all i don't think bros is gonna be that undersized second right. i think that his style um he can actually he'll be able to keep up with zahid extremely well in fact i think that he's probably gonna outpace zahid a little bit um they both extremely slick um and obviously burrows has some super you know powerful explosions so these guys both have incredible timing i think that's going to be one of the coolest things to see is like reattacks and fakes both of these guys their timing is impeccable um and you know something i was thinking about today was zahid wrestled dake in a best way of three and final x the first year i think it was 2018 yeah, um, got smoked. And he pretty much got smoked both matches. Obviously, Dake and Burroughs are far from the same wrestler. 
Um, but Dake was on a weight gain from 74. He came up. Um, that year obviously had a lot more time than Burroughs did. But I think Burroughs can be can be close to as big as um, Dake was. Remember, Dake weighed in at 76 for Worlds that year. Burroughs can be 76 for sure. Um, he probably walks around at about 79. So I'm thinking um, he'll be – He'll be okay on size, and um, as long as his timing's good, he hasn't competed in a very long time. Um, but right. as long as his timing's good, uh, I don't I don't see Burroughs having a problem with with Zahid. And if that's the case, his confidence is only going to go up to want to wrestle DT. Mm. And I think that's the next thing we get into. Yeah. Uh. Well, here's my last question I have on this match. Uh, over under Burroughs. Way eats breakfast the morning of weigh-ins. Eats breakfast the morning of weigh-ins. Do you think he's gonna? Okay. Is is there a weigh-in for this match? Yeah, at one eighty-five. One eighty-five. Mm-hmm. If he, I think he, I think he might have to cut for eighty-five. Really? If he does this right, so his breakfast is gonna be small. He's gonna be right on weight. He's gonna eat a granola bar and an apple. He slice. could be. Is that what you do? No, really <laughs> I always specific. eat. If I'm under, dude, really I'm specific. eating. That was really specific. Eggs egg. every time, Nailed because it. eggs is that perfect like. That's what I do too. Protein, dude, helps get through the day. No hotel eggs though. Make your own. No, make your own. Okay, but uh, I think <coughs> the next big thing here, and I don't know if it's been officially announced yet, but there's been a lot of talk that the next NLWC card will contain Jordan Burroughs versus David Taylor. Ooh. And it's either NLWC or Flowers, but I think somebody's going to have it. Somebody's probably going to have it. I know that um, that they're trying to work out the details. But David Taylor is quite possibly the best 86-kilogram guy we've had in uh, several years. <laughs> he, um, Man, so after, after uh, the World Championships in 2018, he got injured. Uh, and I guess that was April, it was Beat the Streets, April, May of 2019. Uh, and then he had a, a nine-month hiatus where he had to get surgery and, and get ready to go. Um, and to my understanding, he was gearing up for this World Championships in 2020, or excuse me, the Olympic Games in 2020. Uh, he qualified the weight. He beat Torreblanca, the Cuban who's always given him trouble. Um you know, he beat him by eight. And he's like, so what, by all means, like David Taylor is looking extremely good. Oh, yeah. This next Olympic cycle. And then, boom, no Olympics. So, he's Miles competed. Martin. Yeah, he, he competed against Miles Martin at the, the flow card. Um, the I still don't know what to think about that because he looked so bad and yet so good and at the same time. You think David looked bad in that? I don't know. It was really weird because, it like, his his takedowns were so sloppy. But at the same time, they looked so good. You know what I'm saying? It was just. Did you see that at all? There was. Well, you know what there was? They weren't perfect. And the reason they weren't perfect is because there was no hesitation. Like he did. He wasn't trying to set up the perfect shot. He was just yeah. going to go as hard as he possibly could. And until he got his hands locked. Long. Yeah. And like. Because like he, I felt like the ref would blow the whistle and he and would he, like jump at a leg and if he didn't get it he'd crawl on his knees and like chase it down. Yeah, that's what he does and like that's what he he'll he'll teach us sometimes is like doesn't matter if you miss the first shot you just gotta 
go, go, go until you get your hands locked. And then when you get your hands locked, you know, you're going to finish. So yeah, he was, uh, uh, that's, um, that's definitely what he did. Yeah. Right. Like, and, you, you get what I'm saying though. Um, he's, he does this, um, knee crawl. He, he looks so good, but at the same time, sloppy. <laughs> so I don't know like, if that will work on Burroughs. You know, he's going to down block that reattack right into him. Maybe. I don't think he can do that. The best part about David's shots off the whistle is that his timing is extremely good. And you can see, like, he was timing Martin's reach with his right hand. and he But was he just almost never got to the legs under. on those shots. He'd get stuffed there and was several, from there. There were several where he would get to the leg. There Not were, directly. I, the, uh, yeah, there was. The, the, his first takedown of the night was a single leg where he shot almost across the body, but his penetration was so long, he got but his that one wasn't off on the whistle. Leg. No. We're talking like right away. I think that if he gets his hands locked, I think he can take down Jordan Burroughs. Oh, I totally agree. I'm just saying I don't think he's getting his hands locked on those whistle shots. Mm. Burroughs is so good at his down block reattacks. He's so quick, and his timing – is, and I know David's timing is really good right now, but that's Burroughs' best asset is his timing. You know what the crazy thing to me is? Is I've been around both David Taylor and Jordan Burroughs. I've been in the same room of the, as both of those people. And David Taylor When were you in the same room as big. Burroughs? Um, back in, I think it was a, a couple summers ago. I don't remember. That's cool. Um, but it was... But David Taylor's a big dude. Like he's he is he's big. Right. He's My, and big. It's just it's hard to me envision Jordan Burroughs being that. When were big. you in the same room with David? Yeah, I don't. Man, maybe I'm just spitballing here. I seem to have some yeah. kind of recollection of memory. <laughs> <laughs> but David's big, and so it's just hard to me imagine for for Burroughs to be first of all be that big, and second of all like be able to blow through him. Mm-hmm. Because even like Yazdani. That was the last time we really saw David got when he, you know, got blown through was in 2018. Because he had an underhook and far knee picked him. And he was yeah. and David was able to scramble out of it and get his own takedown out of it. it yeah, that's a good point. When was the last time we actually saw David Taylor challenged? Was it Krugliev? Krugliev. He had to come from behind for that. Um, yeah, he was down was five at a half. Yazdani Literally, you have too. to be up by you have to be up by seven points on David Taylor going into the mm. second period for you to win. Mm. I don't at think... a certain level. What do you mean at a certain level? <laughs> Krugliev was gassing. Jordan Burroughs won't gas like that. Mm. Yeah, Jordan does. have Yazdani that. won't gas like that either. Yazdani's got an incredible gas tank. Yeah, David broke Yazdani. David twice. broke him. David broke I him. I guess that was a mental. But Yazdani didn't. He didn't need more than five. Like, Yazdani can beat David Taylor. I, I would never pick him. But I'm just saying he wouldn't need more than five points to beat him. I think he could with lesser. I think Not everybody has as bad of a gas tank as crew we have. Yeah, that's true. I think the stat was from 2018. David Taylor scored like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how many points. He scored so many points points in the second period like he like doubled his i saw that too yeah it's that it's a lot he didn't get it's called reverse spencer lee theology oh man definitely not theology i'm throwing Um, around ologies here dude so i guess my theory what i'm saying is i think that 
I don't envision Jordan Burroughs beating David Taylor. Um, and especially not if Burroughs loses to Zahid. But I told you at um at Super Thirty Two, I'm not making a pick on this match until very close to that match. Yeah. Because I, I, think it's a I can convince myself either way. I could spend That's five true. minutes like thinking about all the awesome things that David Taylor's done and about Jordan Burroughs being too small and Jordan Burroughs having close matches with Franklin Gomez and Imar beating him and then I'll be like, okay, David Taylor's winning for sure. And then I'll think, well, Jordan Burroughs, he does not lose. And Jordan Burroughs has great <laughs> timing. David Taylor, probably it's going to be really hard for him to get to legs. Jordan Burroughs won't gas. What's David Taylor going to do when he freaks out in the second period when he can't score points? You know, stuff like that. Is like, I think that David is – I don't think he's going to get blown through. By Burroughs. I don't think Burroughs no, is big enough sure. to do that. And I don't think for that... For sure not. Even if he doesn't the take get downs that Burroughs through, can score are going to be re-attacks, go-behinds, which are really closely tied together. And then, like, the his his attacks are going to be, like, low singles and singles. But it's all going to be to one leg. It's all going to be to David Taylor's right leg. I don't think Burroughs can David, have I think an that, attack the I other think side. that if David... Do, if Burroughs doesn't finish clean, then he's not going to be able to score because I think David's scrambling is too good. Yeah, maybe. But I mean, have you seen Jordan Burroughs scrambling too? Um don't don't forget his his scrambling. He is ad- adapted so well. Um he's evolved and he's got some good scrambling. Well. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Well, let's see. What do we have any other matches that we want to go over? Yeah, we have Well, the the eight man. Yeah, okay. So it looks like the last thing we have here is we have four names for the flow eight man challenge number two um and they are jordan oliver james green anthony ashnall and pat lugo uh and i don't know if we can per se pick a you know obviously we don't know the other four names or anything like that but i can already say that this these four names are already looking a little more exciting than uh the the previous eight man challenge um but Man, Sam, if you're going to pick one of these four guys to win, who are you taking? Uh, off the bat, I'm thinking it's a J.O. Green final for sure. Mm-hmm. If they're on opposite sides of the brackets. But those two guys are the best in their weight. And it would take me some time to, to get on either side. One thing I know is J.O. can get big. That man was very large this summer. He could have wrestled 74. Obviously, I don't think that's in his best interest. Um but that guy can get really, really large. <laughs> um, I don't think he'll have a problem being smaller than green. I'm just right off the bat, not much thought into it. I'm taking J.O. Um, but, like, my top three guys would be J.O., Green, National Lugo. I think for me, right Actually, in the I'm order we have crazy. it listed here. Dude, I'm t- I got to take James Green. Like, the, I, he looked good against Alex Marinelli. Like, really good. Um, and I don't know, man. I – I, maybe I, maybe I'll take your word for it, and I I believe that Jo can get big, but I think Green's gonna be shrinking his body right for this specific event. Um, so I think that it's just gonna be. I think it favors Green. Green's gonna have to be small, cause he's he's been trying to wrestle seventy four for the Olympic cycle, 
and well, wait, 74. His, 74 is how many pounds? 74 is 163 pounds. 70 is 153 pounds. So his lighter weight is 153. He's going 50 here. This mm. is this is going to be a solid cut for that guy. Yeah, but and Jo's going up. Um, well, well, maybe, <laughs> maybe. So I don't know. I feel uh, like recency bias. I think that James Green. I like him in this match. I think his reattacks look really good. He just beat um, Marinelli. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of hard to pick right now, knowing so little about the whole event. But um, it's pretty exciting. <coughs> what do you think about Ashnault Lugo? Oh, it's Ashnault. I I think. Ashnault. What do you think about? Do you think they have a chance of breaking into the those no, top two guys right no, there? No chance. Throw in Reese Humphrey. What happens then? Ooh, Reese is pretty exciting. I hope he just throws people on their heads. That'd be awesome. Yeah, don't we all? <laughs> um, man. Yeah, that would be pretty pretty sick, dude. Okay, um, what if we can get um, get Ironman and Meredith? I I w- I was not gonna say those guys. I was gonna say, um, Yanni, and then um, Bajrang. <laughs> Yanni and Bajrang, man. Because I would not be surprised if they're going after Bajrang. He, they want an international guy. He's one of the most available. He, he'll compete in cards all the time. Um, I would not be surprised if they go after him. Hmm. Hmm. And if Chamizo no, wants to go down to a lower weight, we can put him down. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I was going to say, are they going to get Chamizo down? Um, I mean, on top of that. Because like, he, said, that he said Dake was too to big. He wants to go down to lower weight. Yeah, Evan Henderson Dude, wants in on Chimizo every card. Dude, looked fat for that. He looks chubby. He's like face, like his, his face gets all fat. Body shaming. We don't body shame on HMA. HMA's pro bodies. <laughs> no we are body politically shame. correct. We are very politically correct. Oh man, don't we have don't, a balance don't of colors? Don't be saying that after the tree hugger comment from last episode. <laughs> <laughs> we still haven't posted that, but yes, that's a good. Yeah. Um, that's a good reference. All right. Sam, is there anything else you want to talk about before we wrap this up? Um, we didn't really get into the the Hawkeye Wrestling Club match very much. If you want to get into that anymore, um, uh, it's okay. Uh, Jude hates the Jude really does hate Iowa. Uh, I just don't want to talk. That was about just it. a test. That was just a test <laughs> to see because he skipped over that purposely. It's on the dock. <laughs> Jude hates Iowa. Um, Sorry guys. Oh, oh, we got to talk about. If you're not going to talk about Iowa, at least Wisconsin, you look so clueless right now. No, I'm no, I, I'm sorry. My think, brain think, actually filtered think. out the words that you were saying. I know okay. what you're saying. We got to talk okay. about Seth Gross and, and Bryce Meredith. Is there any other? Yes. Good work. Um, it's, and then it's um. Are there? Did they release any other matches? Not yet. Or not that I know of. Actually, I think they re- released Greco matches, but I mean, who, who cares about? Greco? Whoa, Sam, you're pro <laughs> Greco joke. here, dude. That was a joke. That was, was a terrible. Joke. It was just a joke. Throw you it was out just of here. A joke. I think that uh, Seth Gross and Bryce Meredith. Holy smokes! Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can pick this one either. Last time we saw it was 2017. Yeah, we might have to get back to you on that one. <laughs> I brought this up, and I don't know if I can make a pick. Jeez. I can talk about it a and lot. I- I know both of these guys too, and I don't want to be a, a dink and, and yeah. kick against them. Um, mm-hmm. As far as like, as far as success is going, Seth Gross won the Feral fifty-seven. Okay, they've they've announced matches. 
Yeah. See if you know these guys. Joe Zargo, Hunter Lewis. I don't know those guys. Greco. Awesome. I don't um, think that one's Greco, actually. I don't know. I don't know those guys either. So that's um word. I don't know. But they have announced a couple Greco matches. Um, it's November 24th. So it's coming up here. Um, ben Provisor. Provisor. Pro, provisor. Pro, Farm provisor. Strong. Provisor. Improviser. Um, Tyler Dow. Those two guys are wrestling. <clears throat> See, we, we care about Greco. We know. Go <laughs> oh, Ben Provisor. He lives that. in a church. Go Greco. It's pretty awesome. Um, except those that Greco will be the one rankings that we don't have coming out next week. Sam hates Greco. Because Sam hates Greco. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get that coming. We just have low knowledge of Greco, and we're working on it. We're working on it. It's it's harder because not many people cover it very closely, but we try. We should write more articles, Sam Herring. We should produce more content for our fans. We should. Tell really bad my teachers it. that. I'm, I wrestled in the PA Power true power event and Dyson Gould who interviewed me after the event said hey do you have anything to say to your fans and I replied guys I'm very sorry that we're not producing more content <laughs> um so we are sorry that we're not producing more content but I think with that if you I want more content please contact our teachers and say, say hey, hey. <laughs> we want more content from Sam and June yeah, our teachers are giving us a lot of work all right but I think with that this is a good place to wrap up this episode of the Home Man Advantage Wrestling Podcast. Uh, quick reminder, buy our merch. Check out our sponsor, Tony Rotundo. Um, cool picture and, behind you, dude. Just saying. Yeah, dude. Right here. Look at this. Kyle Snyder defeating Abdul Rashid Sajulayev. <coughs> One of the few pictures of Sajulayev not on a horse. Um, <laughs> oh. Dang, dude. And, I think man, I like Snyder's it better. Really, Snyder's really wearing the hyper sweeps for this one. Was he not signed with Rudis here? No, 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 no. He wore hyper sweeps all until, like, he wore them in high school, all through college. As soon as they came out, he had them, and he wore them until he signed with Rudis. Huh. He I loved hyper sweeps. Signed, this was in 2017. 17. I thought he had signed with Rudis then. No. He signed the January after that, I think. Mm. Yeah. We love well, Rudis. We love, we love Rudis. We love you, Rudis. All right. And I think with that, I think we can wrap this podcast up. Sam Herring, do you have anything else? I got nothing. Thanks for listening. Um, Jude is the professional plugger, and so he's done all that stuff, and uh, that's, all that's all I got. All right, and so from us at HMA Wrestling, thank you guys so much.